Hello and welcome to the Oi Let's Talk podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Gemma. Two friends talking fitness, mindset, business and everything else in between. We really mean everything. Expect banter, education and organised chaos. Your new podcast besties. to the Oilets Talk podcast, we have a quick fire round for you guys. We want to be talking about nutrition ins and outs for 2024 and what we're leaving behind in 2023. Coming from the, we're going back to Kate's roots with the nutritional knowledge here. And I think that I really want to touch on things that we would avoid as Mm. any gym newbie or even just a coach wanting what information and resources they're going to be giving their future clients as well. Yeah. So a little bit of credibility, just so you guys know that you can trust me. Love, know and trust. I'm a qualified nutritionist. I did my degree, my science degree, health science in particular at Deakin University. Been qualified since 2016, worked as a nutritionist in a clinic for a very, very short period of time before starting my own business, personal training, all the things. And I still do nutrition to this day, just in a different kind of landscape from what I was doing clinically before. So let's start off nice and strong. Number one, juice cleansers. Out out strong out tell me why you feel strongly about your juice cleansers just what are you cleansing and also as well i think people see juice cleansers as a really good quote-unquote trendy thing to do it's going to make me lean it's going to make me get rid of my bloating my constipation my cramps but do we really think that a week-long juice cleanse is going to solve all of the problems that probably are such a deeper layer so my advice to you is understand that cleansing actually happens We've got internal cleansers, which are our organs. And if you are someone who struggles with bloating, digestion problems, um, cramping, anything like that that you're wanting to kind of detox or cleanse, go to a professional. Go and see a doctor, be referred out to a specialist and then go from there. Another thing I would flag is I think that with marketing and people wanting quick results, the Mm. appeal to a juice cleanse is being really restrictive and only having liquid for five days, for example. But the reality is the things that you can't sustain, the things that you can't maintain. Mm. So if we're talking about doing a juice cleanse because you want to lose, say, three kilos, but Mm. then you get looped into this cycle of not being able to maintain it and then going really um, the opposite end of the spectrum and being really rogue with your food decisions because you've restricted yourself so much. So it can actually end up being more damaging and doing more harm in the long run, which we really want to avoid. Yeah. And of course you're going to appear leaner because you're fucking drinking just juice, guys. There's no fibre. Like there's no fibre or very little fibre, sorry. Very little carbs. Also, you're not eating like a proper solid meal. So of course you're going to wake up in the morning and be like, oh my God, I'm lean and have a six pack. But what happens is when you start reintroducing food, you're not going to have that six pack leanness anymore because you've gone from literally just drinking liquid and air to then eating actual proper sustainable meals. And also your weight will fluctuate based on the actual solid of mass food. of food that is in your body. It doesn't actually mean it's fat. Yeah. It just means the byproduct of the food that you're consuming. So it's not actually a helpful metric in terms of, you know, what results you've gotten from juice cleansing. So it's in the bin. In All the right, bin. Number two. I'd like to know your thoughts, uh, nutritionist Kate, on meal plans because I have a bit of a caveat to meal plans. I think Mm. that they have a place, but I also think that someone that something I see quite often is really unqualified people in this space Mm. just giving these really restrictive 1200 calorie meal plans, which those are in the bin. But where do you think meal plans sit 
in this landscape? Mm. I feel very passionately about meal plans because Yes, I do believe that they serve a purpose. Maybe when you're trying to get a client to learn how to be more mindful of their food. Maybe you're trying to get a client to eat more whole foods, more single ingredient stuff, and it is a little bit easier to show them, okay, this is how I would structure a day on my plate. This is the kind of foods that I would eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner. This is gonna keep you satiated, fuller for longer. But for long term, for weight loss results, it's not going to be sustainable forever. Now, when we talk about dieting or being in a deficit phase, obviously that is not sustainable. You can't diet forever and that's why it's called a diet. You do it for a short period of time, you do it conservatively, more aggressively, whatever you wanna do, and then you move out of that. Now, if you're on a meal plan, what do we do when we move out of a meal plan? What we tend to see, and I used to deal with this a lot because when I was a nutritionist, I was doing a lot of meal plans back then. And this is why I feel so passionately about how they don't work long-term. Because when you stop working with your coach, your dietitian, your nutritionist, and you're not educated around better food choices or how to actually understand your calorie balance for the day, the week, your goal, whatever it is, you move out of the end of a meal plan and you spiral backwards to exactly where you started. So no longer do you have sustainable results that last long-term, but potentially you've actually damaged your relationship with food in the process. So I'm not saying that I completely hate them and demonize them, but for long-term sustainability, I think they're a lazy option. I think people use them because they can't be fucked getting educated, but the education is the thing that's going to essentially let you down in the long run. And when you're getting into changing your habits, wanting to eat better, it's like going to uni. You know, when I walked in on my nutrition degree on my first day, I fucking cried. It's like, this shit is so hard. Then I did chemistry, advanced chemistry, and I cried 365 days of the year until I got good at it and I got educated around it. So it's the same thing with nutrition. I mean, when I think of a meal plan, I think of a tool in the toolbox and I think of where does the person sit with their nutritional literacy. If they have a low level of literacy, having some recipes and being shown this is what a day of high protein can look like, I think can be helpful. But looping back to your point you don't want to be having to rely. You're not actually learning anything in that case because you're like, what is the plan telling me to eat? And where I'd like to see people move through is go from low low nutritional literacy to Mm. understanding what high protein foods are, to understanding fibre intake, and then ending up in a place where they can competently and confidently make these nutritional decisions by themselves. Absolutely. Education, empowered, sustainable. That is our whole fucking vibe around here. Next up, I'd like to know, sugar-free drinks, are they really bad? (laughs) Should I not drink a mother? So sugar-free drinks is a really interesting one because everyone demonizes everything in the fitness and nutrition industry, right? Like everything, carnivore diet, paleo diet, vegan diet, you know, you fucking name it, everyone um, demonizes everything. Now, obviously, if you are having sugar-free drinks in excess, like alcohol, you can consume alcohol in small amounts. If you start consuming it in excess, you're gonna have detrimental health problems or underlying health problems start to occur, right? So when we think to sugar-free drinks, there is a lot of research and there is research that's going around. Mind you, this has only been trialed majority of the research or the research papers that I've read are in animals about over-consuming sugary drinks. So things like, you know, your Cokes, your Pepsis, your Mothers, your energy drinks and things like that can lead to potential cancers. But again, only in high amounts, only tested in animals. So I think it's really important that we move through anything to do with our health and fitness with an educational perspective and also understanding that 
if the research doesn't support humans. Systematic review, controlled trial. A randomised controlled trial. trial in humans, apologies, then it probably doesn't really serve a purpose. So everything in moderation with anything to do with nutrition, the things that I always preach is about is like, if you're having six cans of Coke a day, it's like, well, you shouldn't probably be drinking six cups of coffee a day. So it's like, pull back, Gemma. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Everything in moderation. It's the same thing if I was eating like six cheeseburgers from McDonald's. It's like, you could just have one. And I think that would be enough. I think to highlight that and summarize that, I would say things are dose dependent. Yeah. And I think online, especially because there are so many opinions and I understand that it's super overwhelming. Who do you trust? What do you believe? What's the right information? Especially people have big followings and they seem like they're an authority on the topic, mm -hmm. right? I like to try to look at it through a critical thinking lens and think research pyramid, kind of what holds the most weight? Is it people's opinions? Is it, I did this and this worked for me? Mm -hmm. Or we move further up and it's, it's gonna come down to systematic reviews. So what does all of the body of research so far say on a topic and what is that leaning towards? And that is where I would hold the most weight when it comes to looking at what the, the best information at, at the current time is around nutritional decisions. And at the moment, when it comes to sugary drinks, it's saying, you know, dose dependent, where is it sitting in your overall calorie consumption for the day? And yep. that's kind of what you want to loop back to. Yeah. And when we speak to research guys, I want to make it really clear that we're talking about journal articles. We're not talking about Channel 9 News. We're not talking about the Herald Sun. Yeah. We're not talking about journalists who are just getting on and speaking outside Opinion of their pieces. scope of practice. We're speaking about actual journal articles where people have done research for months, if not years, Paper if studies. not five years, 10 years, et cetera. Like this is people's jobs to do research. So just be really mindful that the um, research that you are consuming, that it's coming from a credible source. And not everything that you see online is being um, sifted through that lens. Mm. So before you make any irrational decisions with your diet or with training, try to think about is, that, is this an opinion or is this something that has been researched? Yeah, and one lucky last one is any extreme. So like I said before, carnivore, paleo, I'm not gonna say vegan, don't worry, because no. I believe vegans serve a purpose and I don't think that's an extreme diet. I actually think that's something it's completely, different. it's completely yeah. different. Um, but any sort of extreme, so like doing intermittent fasting on extreme levels, walking 45,000 steps a day, any sort of extreme yeah. to do with your fitness or nutrition, it's probably not going to be sustainable because it is an extreme. So just be mindful that when you're moving into any sort of space, carnivore, paleo, intermittent fasting, these are maybe great for a short period of time, but can you do it forever? Keto, can you never eat carbs again? Do you want to never eat, eat carbs, carbs again? again? Probably not. Sad existence if you ask me. So just be mindful, any extremes, you want to make informed decisions. Yep. Thank you so much for listening, guys. That was a little quick fire round and we love you and goodbye. Bye.